Welcome to the Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast, the tirade-filled movie debate podcast hosted by two film critics, cool dads, and struggling teachers. I'm Irish Cream Don Shanahan. <laughs> what? Um, you had to you had to be there earlier for Ian's show. Sorry. I am William Johnson in the Raimi verse <laughs> of madness. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, we're damn glad to have you. Uh, this is all for tantrum's sake. We're shared passions and high fives to wash away any place for hate. In the end, we encourage you all to love what you love. But for now, the gloves are off and the hissy fit is on. This week, it is a new release, speedy time, you know, turnaround. Uh, Will has just seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness here on Wednesday night. This show that you're listening to is out on Friday. I saw it Monday and we wanted to get it to you as fast as we could. With our full thoughts and probably spoiler-filled discussion, we'll put a we'll put a warning in there at some point. Where um, will do you want to keep like our opening fives to be kind of clean and then go from there? Um, yeah, this? I think that's doable. I, I you <laughs> know I, I don't think um, yeah yeah I, I I think I can be general enough with yeah. my thoughts that that, we, that we gives can... people a. Gives people a boundary there for a little bit. So, ladies and gentlemen, our format is this. The recommending lover goes first. They will get five uninterrupted minutes to shower their praise and state their high-minded case. The hater follows with five uninterrupted minutes of their own to present their counterpoints with any manner of intellectual scorched earth. After that, we will open it up for 15 minutes or more of shared discussion where the hissy fit really gets chippy. Will thinks two stars in the worlds of Rotten Tomatoes means hate with all cauldron of fire in the world so i guess i'm going second it's a little harsh i i think two is definitely way too harsh for i mean people can say what they say about marvel and and people Mm. say and people say assembly line like it's a bad thing like the assembly line also revolutionized uh technology in this country and Uh, (laughs) you you won't you won't hear me say marvel or assembly line in my five minutes don't you right I, i i i'm saying there's always a different way to look at assembly line But I mean, but one thing about the assembly line and the Marvel method, which worked in the comics as well, is Uh that there's a method to it. There's a style, an in-house style, and it works. So I agree. I think you're you're a little harsh, but we'll wait for your we'll wait for your uh, your my diatribe of five five minutes or whatever. But uh, let me pull up my timer here. But um, all right, all right. So my five minutes has begun. Now look here, look here, people. You all know me as the Marvel shill, and that's fine. When my, when my allied rep saw me, they said, okay, well, we know it's going to be a 10 out of 10 for you. And I said, no, 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 I'm pretty fair. I, I, I criticize Marvel projects where they need to be criticized. And, um, you know, anyone who knows me knows that I'm not, like, in love with this recent Moon Knight. Uh, Loki, which is written by the same writer uh, of uh, Multiverse of Madness, um, Michael Waldron, I think his name is, um had some major issues that i'm not i wasn't happy with um what if i thought was a step in the wrong direction for the narrative uh everyone everyone knows i hate age of ultron with a passion um so i have my moments where i pick on stuff um this was uh, you know uh, one of the things that uh, all the film twitter people like to get on about is you know that marvel is this machine that sucks all the creativity dry uh from directors um however if you you know watch anything by any of the marvel films by i don't know james gunn taika waititi kenneth Branagh, the russo brothers uh you know so many others um they have their uh distinctive qualities to them um 
It's just that there's a lot of quality control. And I have no problem with quality control, especially if you have good quality, you know? And Marvel constantly pumps out good quality. Um, now, like I said about the Twitter people, people were thinking, oh, well, Raimi is just not going to be allowed to direct a Raimi film. I don't know how Don feels about Sam Raimi, but, um, uh, you know, I, I find his Evil Dead trilogy, I guess, um, you know, to be uh, pretty perfect. Um, but also, you know, his Spider-Man movies, a lot of Drag Me to Hell, a lot of his horror stuff, Dark Man, which is kind of like a, a horror superhero kind of mixture. You know, he has very distinctive qualities. And um, even though there's kind of this MTV News article going around, or I can't remember what it was, you know, where Raimi is admitting that he, you know, he had to bow to the studio at times and sometimes couldn't pick the shots that he wanted. He does say he had full full creative control. And that is not, and that is completely apparent uh, in uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now, for the first time, I will say that Marvel is with this film is sacrificing a little bit of the quality uh or i should say a little bit of the substance for the style and that's okay because one of the main arguments has been that they've been all about certain substances and not enough style and i've never agreed with that necessarily but as i was telling don off the mic you know just like the comics that revolutionized storytelling and literature and have allowed us to have these movies, you know, there was something called the Marvel method, an in-house artistic method where stories and art and presentation were in line pretty much for everything. There wasn't a lot of experimentation because they had a universe to build. Marvel's been around so the MCU's been around so long that they can start making inroads into different styles and formats. I mean, just the last calendar year of mcu releases has, has seen a wide variety of things from 90s throwback action thrillers like black widow to origin kind of kung fu stories like shang chi and then you know you got your uh, chaotic you know uh, cosmic stuff like loki uh and then you'll have very experimental stuff like wandavision and others and and then you get character studies like hawkeye so this is a step in the right direction for a change of pace. If that's what someone's really looking for, if the hardcore cinephiles out there are thinking that the assembly line of Marvel is killing cinema, uh, you're going to get a Sam Raimi film. So I'm not really talking much about the film because I want to emphasize the fact that this movie should shut up a lot of people that have issues with the fact that, you know, maybe creators aren't getting their say, but to me, uh, I have a list of perfect movies. Uh, and one of those perfect movies to me is Army of Darkness, a Sam Raimi film, technically Evil Dead 3. And there is a turning point in this film where this becomes Army of Darkness, the Marvel edition. And I was looking at everyone sitting next to me and just going, this is awesome. Um, does it have flaws? Absolutely. But in terms of pure entertainment value, pure Raimi-ness, I mean, you are purely in Raimi vision in this movie. And I can't make that connection to Army of Darkness more prevalent. This is, this is a Raimi film through and through and a Marvel film through and through. They found a way to coexist together like they did in the Spider-Man days. Oh, where's like, the bell? <laughs> I don't know. There we go. There we go. There we go. I don't have a bell. No. Um, okay. 
Okay. I, I, I'll see where you're going there a little bit. Um, at, you asked me in, in your kind of five minutes, what kind of Sam Raimi guy I am. Um, not being much of a horror guy, I, I could kind of take or leave Sam Raimi. I'm, I, I have stuff I enjoy. Most of the stuff I enjoy mm-hmm. is the soft shit that he does. Like I love my favorite is quick in the dead and sure. this, the style that is there before the substance, the, the sharp editing, every gunfight is a different angle and shot in a different way out of the nine gunfights in that movie. It's the guy I I could see the guy's the guy's eye and the guy's craft and the guy's uh tone for the different things he wants to go for. And I and I dig it. You know, I think if I were to have the balls to kind of just, you know, take a deep dive as you've done with other directors and get into more Sam Raimi, I would I would find things I like, even in the things that aren't normally the genres I go for. Um, Sam Raimi is not my problem with with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, if anything, I don't buy a thing that he had control here. When you hear, when I hear about all the reshoots since November and all the the jiggering they had to do to get here, there's no way they kept the stuff he wanted. He's just playing good soldier on the PR microphone on that. I don't buy it one fucking second. So, um, I watch this and go, "Wow, we're gonna get a." Ha- I watch this and I see a haphazard mishmash of of company control uh, of things that they, you know, the check boxes of things they need to have there to, you know, keep up their cred of internal cred of just what Marvel is and what Marvel is going to be. And then a bunch of, Hey guys, but what if we do this stuff that Sam wants to do? And I'd rather watch a movie of all Sam than a mishmash of both because it's in doing so. I know the word going around in the internet like crazy is the word messy. I, I don't even think I, wrote it in my review but maybe i did i'm not sure it was one of those words where i heard it enough times about this movie i'm like you know what as the guy who always tries to write a little different and not be the pull quote guy don't use the word everybody else uses uses in the review of messy but i get here and it's just um it's it's odd because you just kind of get you kind of get flung into places that i just can't that are difficult to follow like i know that opening for example that opening dream that kind of you know sends us all into the whole thing and uh, who's this girl America and or, and then obviously the stars and what she can do and her powers and 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 sure comic fans that might know the books probably have a leg up on the rest of uh, the common folk so to speak and you know I'm watching them jump from you know twirling thing to twirling thing for the glowing thing in the middle and I'm like I'm watching a DC movie and oh, what the hell is mm. i'm just saying it's a sky beam away from being a disney movie so mm. now don't get me wrong um dr strange is supposed to go weird and supposed to go in those places i really enjoyed the kaleidoscopic way they made the first one i enjoyed the charm that michael giacchino brought with the music in the first one and then i get to hear and it's Raimi and elfman and Raimi is fine. Like, br- go ahead and bring your flavor of chops to here. They are PG-13 sanitized fingerprints, if anything. Yeah, he, he, he turns into an undead guy for a fun little thing with some makeup action for Benedict Cumberbatch. Weak fucking sauce, in my opinion. So for all those people who call this, who want to, like, jump on the pillar and call this, oh, wow, this is Marvel's first horror movie. I'm like, oh, as a guy who doesn't even watch that much horror, this ain't shit. It's a good, scary, spooky little thing, but I felt like I was watching a Scooby-Doo episode where Elizabeth Olsen is walking instead of running like some bad killer in a movie. Now, don't get me wrong, there's some violence meted out in places here and there where, you know, they they go for some attempts at gore, but after watching six weeks of Moon Knight, I just don't see it as any kind of balls. Style is there, but I'm still getting to the point where I'm watching silly characters run away from the walking killer character in things that could be wrapped up in... You know, in a in a, in a finger snap of time, um, 
And then by the time Marvel wants to kind of, you know, stamp its little buttons and throw its little pieces in there, I'm like, this is, and that's where I've been on the record most of the time. And I'll close my last minute with this is, um, without, you know, getting into spoilers, I've been on the record on this show, on Ian Simmons's kicking the seat show on everywhere on social media. I don't think the multiverse is a good idea. Hasn't been a good idea. Spider-Man pulled it off because it stayed street level and it had invested things that they were multiversing. You know, we we all we know enough of Toby and Andrew where we can jump right into that. But for the amount of people who the multiversing of where they're going now of just throwing shit to the wall to see what sticks, whether it's characters we've seen in what if or just a small little divergence of this or small little tweak or a different version of that. It's just not enough. There's not enough built of what they can be or what they are for me to care or give a shit. So by the time we get to big scenes of things that should matter and in a multiversey way, I just see glowing floating shit where I'm like in a DC movie again. And I, and I feel like Marvel can, is supposed to be better than that. And Raimi, Raimi's fine. Raimi can do that. Raimi can deliver spectacle and spook. But at the same time, I'm watching Benedict Cumberbatch clunker line after clunker line. Um, Rachel McAdams be the girl who can try to you know help the hero but then is just banging on a polycarbonate wall trying to make it happen um you know america chavez is a damsel in distress with an origin story that is a conversation in a coffee shop and that's it and this is the marvel that built things with the blueprint with the the the, the patient storytelling we all remember when in the hell did it get in such a hurry to go there and then when i see who the writer is michael waldron doing loki where loki just kind of just kind of goes without a lot of ideas other than let's throw every idea in there. Yeah. I'm a little lost. I'm a little fuzzy. I'm a little disconnected. And I just find myself in the end, not seeing the value and not caring. Um, And that's even before spoilers. Yeah, I don't know. All right. So folks, uh, we will break for a short announcement from our non-corporate partners and friends. And when we come back, the spoiler tag is off and we'll hop into that. What's up, gang? This is Hoptimus. You've been listening to one of the great new podcasts from Ruminations Radio Network. If you want some more tasty sound vibes, come check out my new podcast, The Retro Futurist Culture, where we talk about alternate timelines, cyberpunk, anime, and other crazy worlds. If that does not strike your fancy, we have plenty of other great shows at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. All right, welcome back, everyone. If you didn't hear it before the read, uh, the spoiler warning is out. We will start to kind of dig into this movie, and I defer to my lover and friend, Will Johnson. Well, I'm going to disagree with you about the horror thing because uh, the audience I saw it with uh, was very tense. A lot of tension. A lot of Mm. people screaming. A lot of people disturbed. Um, You know, uh, I I, I could hear crickets in my screening. But that's all. Press, Ramey, so. that's because you're all cynical we Chicago film critics. You guys don't have Yankees, fun anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, everyone in this one was, and you know, and Ramey has never been necessarily a. He can be gross out, and he can be mm-hmm. like kind of like, like he's more like yeah. that than a than a. He's not Eli Roth. Yeah, he's not Eli Rothing it, and no. I thought that he had a couple great moments of tension in this, uh, like horror tension, which was interesting. Um, had some great, you know, um, eerie 
moments. Um, That's fair. There's a there's a great moment uh, when Wanda's walking through her house in Westview, and the pitcher mm-hmm. looks at her. I thought that was a little eerie. Um, you know, there's the demons. You know, it just it just has a Sam Raimi character. It's never too serious. And so when I when when we say horror, yeah, it's not going to be hostile or saw or no. anything like that. But it's going to have that kind of kinetic horror energy sure i mean at one point you know they they pop an eyeball out the size of a buick and you know it falls onto the onto the street it's kind of a goofy and and it and also at one point we have in pure sam raimi fashion we have a character our main hero who is essentially a decomposed corpse yeah delivering sentimental lines it's brilliant like i I just by the the time we get to that I, i yeah, I'd like oh man, where where has this charm been before that? Because well, the rest of yeah. it just kind of feels like we tried it, we 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 dipped our toe in it, but then Marvel washed it off. It's like I don't know. Well, just... No, no. See, I, I I think it's the opposite. And actually, uh, a okay. friend friend of the show and hopefully future guest Michelle Kisner. I was uh, yes. just I was just reading her review real quick, and she had the same exact thought I did. She of course said it a lot better than I could, but. Um, and and this this is true, and I think this is also true of Black Panther too in a weird comp. But okay. um, I feel like the film had to hit certain beats first, um, and then yeah. they gave the film over to Raimi and said, "Do your thing." So I, I actually so. think that I actually think that the the weakest parts of the film are the more typical mcu moments where they're yeah. you know they're catching you up on where people are yeah the first um, i had a film critic buddy the same way uh shout out to hayden mears um yeah of starburst he he said the first 20 20 25 minutes really really lost him because it's just the hunky dory stuff or it's the silly tentacle yep. fight and yeah, yeah I it, it wasn't yeah so it, it wasn't and so michelle put it better i don't have it in front of me but she was uh-huh. basically like she said you could tell the moment uh the film said okay now it's your turn Ramy." and mm. and and yeah i was the first 20 25 minutes i was a little skeptical now now we're in the spoiler territory yes um, sir what i really admired about the film not only that they let Ramy be Ramy, but they took kind of almost a cynical approach to the idea of Easter egg hunting and really like messed with our heads with it. And that's, and that's what I really like is give me an example. Okay. So the big reveal in this film is the Illuminati. Yeah. Which is spoiled like crazy. Yeah. Which is, which is from the comics. Now Mm -hmm. here's the thing. They Marvel did a pretty good job of like, so much attention was put on Professor X that yeah. the huge reveal, which has been fan casted for what five, six years now of uh-huh. John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Yeah. Um, you know, has was a, a nice reveal. Like my crowd was shocked. They were like, holy shit, my, it actually yeah. happened. Um, shout out, shout out to our former guest, Annie Banks, let out the loudest sound of our entire press screening when he showed up. Yeah. So they I think they were being very uh purposeful on releasing some spoilers so that you don't think about the others which is Uh, fine whatever i don't have have all the spoilers because let me tell you what because patrick stewart is a more known and beloved quantity if he was a surprise by the time elfman 
chimes that X-Men 97 theme and the yellow fucking chair shows up, people <laughs> would lose their minds. Well, people but did instead, lose their minds still, though. This nah, is, maybe, maybe not. No, no, no. My theater you went... take my pulse rate in this movie would never went over 92. Well, that's because you're you. You're not, you're not the typical... You're not the general public. I mean, I, I saw yeah, this but, with a fan audience, and the sure. fans went nuts. But anyway, uh, my point my point about the cynical thing. Yeah. What I really liked about it, and this is when the movie turned into, uh, I love this, okay. is that it took all these cameos, right? Like it took uh, Krasinski and Patrick Stewart and Lashana Lynch, yeah. uh, Lynch coming in, and then of course the lovely yeah, Haley yeah. Atwell. Oh, I could watch and, her all day. You know, and then whatever the guy's name is from the. Inhuman show. Oh, I know. Uh, I couldn't believe play, they brought him in. Play, playing Black What I love about it was, and it, it had kind of a Raimi twistiness to it, is that like they brutally murder all of them. And I just oh, thought sure. that was, yeah. Fa- like at that point, I was like, oh crap. Because usually, you know, the crowd was cheering, mm-hmm. you know, when everybody showed up, Haley Atwell, blah, blah. And I'm generally okay with cheering, but the volume was really low in my theater. And I actually at one yeah. point just said, okay, shut the fuck up because I got to yeah. hear what they're saying. I missed Same a, issue here. I, I, I missed a good 60s joke about Reed Richards that I, I, I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure about. My point is, is that I, the, the film took a nice turn and then went into some really, like, I, I love that they, you know, blew out Black Bolt's head and yeah. cut Captain Carter in half and oh, yeah. neck broke <laughs> Charles Xavier. Uh-huh. Like, I think it takes the idea of the cameo as a precious thing and said, fuck that. Like, I know I, li- I like that. The- it twisted that knife a little bit and said, sure. No, you like John Krasinski. Guess what? We just popped him like a balloon. Goodbye. Yeah. Like now yeah, granted- they do it. They do it in a meaningless way because we all, as soon as you go there, and this is my problem with the multiverse, yeah, they're yeah. they're you know they're baiting us because like, hey, look what we could do. We're gonna kill them off and erase everything as soon as we're done with having you cheer, and then that's right. it. It just doesn't matter. Like there's no, no, no yeah, yeah. There's not a that fight. There is not a lot of stakes to it. It's just kind of it's a it's fun little of, match of like I could watch it on WWE. I'm playing it's a video like, game at that point. It's kind of like why the two best episodes of What If. Uh-huh. Were the Doctor Strange one and the zombie one because sometimes you do like to see the alternate take of something that you know really sure. well. But so save it for a fucking cartoon show is my favorite. no no that's fine no no but I I, yeah. I liked that the the yeah it wasn't like heavy stakes it was just no. fairly enjoyable because instead of treating it like this precious thing mm-hmm. they went brutal with it well, and here, then, I mean but yeah but that's kind of Marvel like. Even when they do something we all call "quote unquote" big, the stakes just aren't there. Like, and I, I, I shout out to Mark Krychek, the RDC shill of our little of our little unified thing. Like, even when the fucking CW does their little crossover events for Crisis or whatever the things that bring their shows together are, there's there's people that die. There's stuff that doesn't last. There's there's things that happen that aren't all always saved at the end. And Marvel's barely ever hinted at that. Civil War was as weak sauce as it could be. Yes, this snap, yes, the snap in the Infinity War had us going for a good year, but we any smart, savvy person knows they're coming back. Now, don't get me wrong, the dramatic heft of how it was done is good. And the blip was wonderful, and they've been able to ride that better than I gave them credit for years ago. And I can I can eat my crow now of like, hey, 
it wasn't just a one movie thing of like, holy cow, look at all the horrendous things that happened to the world. We're still here with the blip still having its effects by the time Michael Stuhlbarg shows up in this movie or just the idea of how Dr. Strange missed his chance at Rachel McAdams. And um, so I, I, I will tip Marvel's hat that the most stakes they've ever applied to anything was indeed the blip. But it by the time you go multiverse while you're still healing the blip, just to have the dalliances of cameos, I just like I could shave that 15 minutes out of the movie and have a tighter film. You know, take the whole Illuminati thing. I, I mean, I know that's horrible because I, I I geeked out as much of watching Reed and Charles as anybody else in my in, you know in my core. But at the same time, I'm like, this is this is a waste of 15 minutes. We can be doing something else, and we could do something else that doesn't erase the closure that WandaVision gave just to pick the scab and because of a book makes her want to see her kids again. Like I can't believe they they untied WandaVision's really decent ending where. Yes, she has that dark book and she's got some closure, but they went right back to I need my kids. Do something else with her and that book, then just go back to get her damn kids. Man, you covered that, that, you closed that. She you had the perfect though. goodbye they... where that house no, the end of WandaVision. You no. have that perfect goodbye where she tucks them into bed, the house goes away, she's by division, she's got that dark book. Let her go do something dark, not pine over her kids. Do something else. That's Don't not undo how WandaVision WandaVision. ended though. Bullshit. WandaVision ended with Wanda split into two personalities in a lot in a cabin in the woods, using the dark hold and hearing her children call her name. And yet we don't get that in this movie either. We just get Wanda's Wanda straight villain. Ah, it, terrible transition. But it's been, but it's been it's been a while. I mean, like time. It's has been passed. four months. Cuts knock the fuck off. No, no. It, we can do this in movie time. We can do this in Marvel time, and neither one of them matters. Well, it's, I would say a year. I mean, a year of the, I mean, no. it was already affecting, it's already affected Dr. Strange to the point where he's got an eye growing out of his head now. And he only used the Which dark is hold also for, like, cartoonishly dumb where also unexplained for us, no, for the non-novices. It was done in a Sam Raimi way. Oh, that is oh pure, and that makes know, it all better. That's like when does, Malik throws me some curtains in there. Like, oh, yes. thanks. Thanks, Terrence. It does. Appreciate the it, curtains. It makes Get it, the fuck out of here. It makes it perfect. It, it, no, it was beautiful Sam Raimi gorgeousness. I was so pleased. A third was, eye being beautiful. The only yes. third eye I know is beautiful is the one I look down at between my thighs and my knees. Come on, <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I I, okay. I loved it. I loved every <sighs> loved every minute of the wacky, crazy Sam yeah. Raimi-ness. Uh, Here, the, yeah. the other place where I feel like it's broken is here we are, like... I'm starting to kind of take a step back and go, okay, we've gotten all these TV shows starting with WandaVision, which was wonderful. Um, And we've gotten a lot of like, Hey, how are people doing? How are people going? We've had this wonderful, you know, parade of grief therapy, which, Hey, I will tip Marvel's hat to showing that theme in superhero places. We we've, we've complimented that on our show, the other shows, things like that. You and I both are lockstep with that. And I love that. Um, And, that there's dramatic heft to be found there but by the i mean i don't know where they lost it i'm i'm it, i'm gonna blame waldron and loki but it's by the time if the multiverse i'll say it like this if the multiverse is going to be your phase four crux you're losing people because like sure. oh, it, I it's that. i mean the like i said the only reason why spider it worked for spider-man is because you had you had returning characters that had some history and had some love 
you're you're just grasping at straws by the time captain carter shows up like you saw her in one what if episode it was kind of cool hallie's hot great lashana lynch i bet a casual fan goes wait is that the fucking black chick from captain marvel like they might it take them a story beat to get there other than really good doctor strange fans what's chavetta Ochi for done for you other than maybe have a post-credit scene to a sequel that obviously that also didn't become this either so he's just floating here for fun he's an afterthought wong has a chance to kind of you know he's always been second fiddle he's supposed to be the sorcerer supreme even he's an afterthought of like just battle reinforcements and hang aroundness and that's it for him where i just i i feel incomplete and i i think we said this maybe we said this together and maybe i just said this on our show when we did far from uh, no way home is we, we stepped into the multiverse and with Spider-Man and we, we, and our, if I remember right in our show, we said like, all right, if they're going here, let's see where this goes. And, and the crux or the linchpin would be, let's see what they can do with Dr. Strange because it, it will be horror. It'll be weird. It'll be Raimi. It'll be a more obscure characters than something as easy as Spider-Man. And if that, if this is meant to be, either the springboard or the glue to whatever's following. I, I don't see it. I see them. I see smeared shit everywhere. Nah, I don't know, well, man. And it's not that bad, but yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. And it's definitely going to lose yeah. some people. I've talked to a lot of people that I told I was seeing the movies and a lot of people were like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about yeah. the multiverse. I don't know. But, and that's okay. I mean, I would rather them. I would rather have a fun, nerdy adventure like this. Sure. For myself than necessarily for 900 billion people. I, 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 no, no, no. I'll, I'll count this as fun. And, and hey, I, I, yeah, I, I had fun. I'm not going to say that, but like, I, I don't think you can waste the big hitter that this movie is supposed to be just to screw around and have some Sam Raimi fun. Like, Marvel's painting themselves into that corner where, and this, I, I, I almost tiptoe and say this in my own review where, they're starting to come to the X-Men's problem where Fox, you know, Fox ran out of gas with its franchise where you're at this point where even if you do little TV shows of checking in where everyone is and, and all that on the movie level, you've overinflated the balloon so much that everything that follows has to be bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And at some point you just don't have it. Or when you do it, it's sloppy where I, and that's what that's where I I would love to see what this movie was before Spider Man post Spider Man reshoots because something tells me in the can because this movie was supposed to be ready in the can I bet this movie was taut scary solid without the need to whatever it is they thought they had to do to follow Spider Man now if all that is is Illuminati stuff yeah you you're you're just throwing shit in for fun it, where a tighter movie is hidden in there somewhere because yeah i mean this this i'm not saying fun is fine but they've painted themselves in the corner where everything must matter because we just finished moon night tonight i know i know and i know i'm asking a lot um like we just finished moon night tonight and moon night (laughs) i'll be blunt and say it moon night doesn't fucking matter you know, and, and I, it I shouldn't have seen to, the finale yet, but yeah, yeah, but it, it shouldn't have to be that way. But um, well, that, it, but that's it, how like, comics I, work. That's yeah, how comics I mean, work. There's plenty that doesn't connect. I mean, there's sure, wrong with that. but like, 
I, I'm not, this isn't a hard spoiler for you, but like the fact that Moon Knight makes no attempt to connect to anything else in the MCU mm-hmm. is, I, I, okay, fine that you want to do some, you know, a creative little side project, mm-hmm. but you can't bill, advertise, and push and promote what you think you're doing for it to not. So mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Dr. Strange to just be the wild and crazy thing that, Charlize Theron is going to come at the end and push it all in another direction that none of us know. Cause I had people, I'll, I'll throw Aaron white under the bus, Aaron white friend of the show. Um, he thought that was Psylocke from X-Men at the end. Like, why did they recast that with Charlize Theron? Bring back Olivia Munn. I'm like, dude, that no. wasn't Psylocke, you know, well, but, yeah, but that I wouldn't t- agree with that anyway, but yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, but that yeah. took, that took a comic nerd to another comic nerd to go, no, 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 no. It's this person. And then like, Oh, I don't, you're at a point where the movies, I know you have to introduce new characters, but like the characters you introduce can't confound people as bad as they do in some of this stuff. I don't know. Um, I'm grasping no, straws and I'm lost at the same time, but no, no, no. I, I disagree too, because I'm looking at the slate of movies in phase four. Okay. So this is post. Yeah. What's Spider-Man. next? Because like right, oh, no, we got no, Thor, Love and Thunder. No, no, hold on. Let's look at what came before, because you're saying that they're yeah. painting themselves in a corner, but I'm looking at, Okay, pa- so, they're painting themselves in the corner where if the multiverse is all they have for the next three no, movies, but it's, not. it's a waste of time. Well, okay, so first of all, you had Black Widow, which is a prequel. Oh, you had Shang- movie. You had Shang- yeah. Stop. Shang-Chi it, it and the is. Legend of the Ten Rings, which is a origin story. movie. Yeah. Eternal Eternals, which is kind of a mm. mixture. It's more of a mythology Mixed. movie. Yeah. But, and, but I've, those- and I said that that movie jumped the shark, too. We're like, now you're redoing human history for the sake of your little bullshit project called marvel you're asking God, a lot but, they, but marvel's always done that yeah but I mean, like no just in little ways like material yeah but that, that that's a full jump though that's a full jump from the grounded iron man beginning you had in 08 sure, like but iron I mean, man could have always... existed iron man could have walked right out of california our california like American yeah. current California. We're past sure. that now. And we you're right, we've been past that since Thor, but you're asking for a next level leap of like our planet is just here to seed an eternal. Like, woo. Like you're gonna lose uh, some people I, on that. I don't know. I but but I don't think it was meant to steer the universe in any certain direction. I think Bullshit. Those, By the those time three... you plant an eternal in the thing and then somebody floats in space that the whole planet sees to the point that Black Knight and Blade have to show up, yeah, you're 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 fucking you're pulling huge puppet strings for what? weird gains that just I don't know. So, I, I'm of, patient they, and I trust Feige, but man, this has to go of, somewhere. If if since since Eternals didn't work for a lot of people, yeah, I don't I don't feel like you know it's going to tip over the universe like they'll find a way no, around it too big, like no too big to fail we will call this the growing pains middle section of phase four because i said this to another po- person on twitter where or on mm-hmm. facebook like the things marvel's buying time for and i think COVID has a big part to do with this mm-hmm. is fantastic four is ready to go or waiting in the wings and then, of course, thanks to the purchase of Fox, X-Men's ready to go, too. You just need to kind of figure out what you want to do as a recast. Now, it, it does no favors that Patrick Stewart shows up because I'm pretty sure James McAvoy's not going to show up and young this thing up anytime soon. But mm-hmm. you, if you get to Fantastic Four and X-Men in, in, in whatever modern way you want to do it, like if a real Galactus shows up and then that brings in the Fantastic Four, or if you do Avengers versus X-Men like they did, I think, 10, 12 years ago, like yeah. you're the big stuff is ready to 
but you're buying time to get there with this mishmashy post blip multiversey tease stuff. But that's how the first phases work too. I mean, Thanos was introduced for four seconds in the first Avengers movie. Yes, but and you, he ended up you becoming never the big forgot guy. he was coming. I guarantee you, thanks to it being TV instead of movie, people forgot Kang's coming. And at the same time, we haven't seen well, him since. He's going to be in. Oh, great. Quantumania. But if you're check, um, if you're doing it right, and even in Marvel's yeah. own right way, you you got it. He needs to tap clip his. You know, he needs to tap his foot and make his stamp every step of the way. If that's your guy, I mean, sort of because I mean, and yeah. don't get me wrong, I didn't like Age of Ultron, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the Avengers were dealing with other shit too, as were. Uh, you know all the other yes uh, but like superheroes in age of ultron infinity stones are in play like something is there Mm -hmm. to something's always in play to keep going and always be in play and i guess if the multiverse is the thing that's in play and the king we see in loki as he's hints at is different than the worst version of him that's somewhere else out there Mm -hmm. okay but that it's it's a bouncing ping pong ball yeah, and I, I can see the differences because, I mean, I think with, like, yeah, you're right. I mean, when we were watching Phase 1 and 2 and before 3, we were always going, like, ooh, Thanos is coming. Mm-hmm. This one, it's kind of like, Kang is coming? I get that. I get I get. it's yeah. kind of, like, more of, like, I wonder what's going to happen, but I, I kind of find that exciting because it's 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 not I, I, predictable. I could say that I do. You know? um, I could say that, like, I look at the slate and I could say that I do. Like, hey, like. I'll take and you go back to style. I'll take Taika Waititi and wa- I'll watch me in a Thor movie, no problem. You throw in Guardians of the Galaxy for fun, I'm there. After that, what's um, what's after that? Ant Man, She Hulk, like yeah, what's I mean, the movie slate? movie wise, movie here. wise, it's Thor four, Black Panther two, Ant Man three, Guardians three, The Marvels, okay. which is Captain Marvel two, okay. and then Fantastic Four. Uh, TV wise, mm. it's gonna be Miss Marvel, She Hulk. Um, yeah, and then after mean? that, after that's a bunch of specials, and then it's Secret yeah. Invasion, which is another huge. That um, you would think that could be a turning point thing, the way WandaVision was a turning point thing. Well, they also yeah. have been. I mean, they've been pumping scrolls into the universe. I mean, that's what Secret Invasion is uh-huh. all about: is the scroll infestation. Infestation. Yeah, I, I, um, I guess that's where I know we. I know we criticized earlier in the episode that Marvel took its first 25 minutes to check in, check some boxes of like, Hey, let's make sure we know where everyone's coming from yet. They still forget. Like I know Nate Spider-Man was name dropped, which was nice. Fine. Great. You know, Dr. Strange, we could tell just dealt with that, but like it would it kill you to throw a scroll in. Would it kill you to throw, um, you got Wong have, have fucking Shang-Chi show up, you know, like if all if Wong just pulled him aside to be a you know to be a magical lieutenant, and you're defending Kamertage, I I'd love me some Shang Chi, you know. So like, just mm. they're they're missing a few shoelaces to tie. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's I getting guess. a little loose. I, I don't know because they the, can afford they can afford to be loose because they're Marvel and we're gonna be there and it's all gonna. I trust Feige. It can work, but they're getting sloppy. But you could make that argument. With the comics too. I mean, it could be like you know when you've got yeah, but we're Iron Man dealing with some shit. Why? <laughs> they don't have to be. It's a comic book movie. Like it's and and this is the first and that sometimes universe. becomes an inherent problem where. Th- and I'll, I'll oh sure you know, no I, I know agree. we keep name dropping things like 
David Folly tonight on our on the uh, earlier earlier in the week on our little Moon Knight thing is like mm-hmm. maybe some things just aren't meant to come off the page. And oh, so I, we, I, I we totally might, agree. Ma- I Marvel's totally agree. been Marvel's been making some very very good choices about picking some unique storylines or merging a few things or modernizing a few things for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all, you and I both are high complimenters of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the whole Love it. Um, what is it the Earth Smashers like grabbing an eighty story and Black modernizing Smashers, it in yeah. a very yeah, yeah, yeah. But taking 80 story and modernizing it in a very slick way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and But you get to this and you've got a sloppy Illuminati that's there because of what if you've, and you, you're, you know, pulling Patrick Stewart out of the retirement ward. Um, and then, <sighs> and then Raimi wants to kind of have his cake and eat it too. And I just, it, I, I don't know. I just, I was unmoved. Well, well, no, no cameo got me geeked out. I love John Krasinski. Don't get me wrong, but like, I I don't need a Doctor Strange three. Like, wh- where is this going next? Other than a third eye, weird little dumb thing, like that. <laughs> that that's not enough to compel me into anything. Like, oh, he's got a third eye. It, not watch it kind of last one movie and go away. Like Thor's lost eye. Well, it depends on if they want to keep some consistency with it. I mean, because I, I have a I feeling have yet- I see consistency that's false because Ooh, i think i think we're already put, there i we're think no there. i think i think when you put winter soldier civil war infinity war and endgame together with the russo brothers that's a pretty solid quadrilogy of consistency in terms of the visuals mm, and the presentation I, yes um, but i'm talking about storytelling consistency because like no, 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 we're, gonna, fine, we're gonna have crossfit I, thor show up and look all dreamy again in july when well, the gravitas of him away, losing though. an eye but yeah but like but the gravitas of him losing an eye losing him mjolnir losing his world is going to get washed away for shits and giggles because it's taika watiti and but chris are too hot to have one eye i don't think that's the case though because uh thor, thor ragnarok has amazing dramatics to it i mean you see odin yes die, and they see... will erase it with this as if they nah, already haven't started to erase it with the two avengers s- movies after ragnarok what, what are you what are you talking about so chris just, just has the, some of the most the powerful moments in those I'm two staying, movies i'm staying on just the eye like just no, the eye alone God, what, fat, Thor, fat Thor will be gone in the first five minutes of thor of thor love and, and that's, watch it. that's fine because characters change i mean like you yes know, but Captain like america had a beard in infinity war he didn't have sure. it in endgame who cares yeah, but that's a beard i could shave one as fast as you can but co- like have some i'm i'm starting to see and i know you don't see it i'm starting to see lack of consistency like uh, the fact that you're on un- the fact that you're undoing wandavision to send her back to the kid thing the fact that you're likely going to like have this Dr. Strange weirdness and then it'll go away for convenience's sake as Benedict wants to be Benedict next movie from now. Um, all this multiverse thing will have an, a, a minor effect of little wiggles and little changes and they'll erase it to pick one timeline because at some point they have to pick one timeline. So, yeah, I see, I agree. I see I wild agree. inconsistencies. I don't because WandaVision, I saw that writing on the wall. Uh, because they they showed that at the end she no I knew she'd be here I didn't think they would just go right back to the same thing that WandaVision was go well, go move forward it, it was it move forward okay there's oh, no man. resolution there's no resolution to what she did to the town bullshit she healed the town and left she healed did the you town miss and the was... last episode no she healed the town and left and everyone yeah. was kind of like well that was fucked up and then she leaves and... without any re- like there's no she leaves and goes off 
there is no repercussions for her. Yeah. There is no, and then there's the end credit sequence where she's sure, in the she, dark hole and she's getting yeah. corrupted. I mean, it's, it's just like, and, and we, sure, we get a corrupted one, but not corrupted enough that Steven notices to still talk to her. Like, even that part is the apple orchard walk is another waste of time. Like, and if that's your only heavy, you know, and if Scarlet matters so much, bring back White Vision to talk her off the cliff because Steven's not going to talk her off the cliff. America Chavez is not going to talk her off a cliff. Like, it, it just, it, it, we, it's even weak melodramatics by the time we get to that point. I just, yeah. I, I don't agree. know. Man. I don't see I these inconsistencies you're talking about because <laughs> Thor alone. That... Watch watch no, I... Thor one through Thor three, and every single time he's see, different. Here's the... no, it's not. It's not the case because people forget oh, that no no Thor one, people forget how funny that movie is. It's a funny movie. It's a fish yeah, out of water movie. When he he's... throws a coffee cup on the floor. Thanks. For no, that. he literally goes at one point. He goes into a pet store and says, "I need a horse." Like yeah. he, he says, "His blonde shit. eyebrows too." But we bat, we bet that away well, to like. I mean, we also Chris. bat away the fact that what's you his know. name isn't War Machine anymore. I mean, it's just part of. I know, I know, but dramatic it license as inconsistency. No, I think I think Thor is one of the most consistent characters. Oh gosh, in the not MCU. a chance. Absolutely, flip flopper of flip floppers. He is the. Nah. He is the Fairweather fan of superhuman. What you need Thor for, we'll bring him in for. That's it. Other than that, he is up and down and up and down and up and down. No, 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 no. No, I can't. can't, The most uh, consistent, the most consistent character of your core is Captain America. mm. Ideals are the same throughout the whole way. Um, Wish for, you know, uh, urgent leadership is the same the whole way. Sense of sacrifice is there the whole way. Yeah, it just, yeah, just who he has to mesh against is yeah, that man doesn't waver. It just gets tougher. And if you look at He's Thor's arc, it's pretty consistent. I mean, it's an actual no. character arc. No. Absolutely. Yeah. No, because he goes from Thor one of being petulant child right. to wooing human to I think I can win this at the end of the day. Then you get to Thor two, which is just a mess. Well, and then I'm going to trust my brother when I shouldn't trust my brother. And then Thor, and of course, Waititi with his own style, which is fun, just turns into turns him into a boob for a movie. And then by the time that boob has to show up in Avengers movies, where he has to turn into hero mode again, which is great, it's it still feels like wait that wasn't that guy just an idiot two scenes ago? That's like the thing that's generalizing. There's some amazing scenes in Ragnarok no, of drama and and and. Uh, vulnerability which were quickly him. erased which were quickly erased by the russos two movies later what are you talking about how is that possible like at the end of thor ragnarok they're they're like oh well asgard is a place and they go off to happy pastures and then suddenly thanos ships comes up and they totally uh-huh. they totally just like they totally destroy all of asgard yeah. again oh i know which is which is asgard and then what does he do what does he do in infinity war he has some of the best scenes in the whole thing. He's got that just when he shows about... up to fight. No, he has he has that scene with Rocket in the ship where he says, <laughs> "Who else on. can I? Who else can I lose? I've yeah. lost my father. I've lost." And then my by mother. the time he's lost back on brother. that ship later, bullshitting with Peter Quill one movie later, well, all on, that people, goes away. People are human beings. Like he's uh, they... supposed to be a god. Knock yes, but, it off. Uh, no. I can. I'll take those switches from Tony Stark. I'll take those switches from uh, Clint Barton, but that guy is supposed to be thousand year old dude of you know toughness, consistency, and 
he should be a bigger pillar than he is. But we're talking about Thor and the Doctor Strange show. My bad. Well, no, because you're talking about consistency. I, I actually think the I, arc is pretty. Listeners, listeners, let me know what you think because I, I want to hear the same thing. There are definitely the there are definitely presentation inconsistencies between Thor one, two, and three. There's no doubt about that. You've got three sure, different sure, sure. directors giving you yeah. different things, and no, that's why I, Thor two doesn't work because they took it way too seriously, and it's too yeah. Dark. And then by the and then here comes Taika taking it less seriously than maybe we deserve. But you know, it, just like a lot of Marvel, I, hey, movies, I have though, fun. I get it. You know, but a but, lot of Marvel movies they. I get it. It's been popular for so long that sometimes you can. It counts. As I guarantee. I, I guarantee. If you rewatch those, you'd be surprised how how many more detailed dramatic moments are in those movies than you think. Or in the case of Thor, sure. one and two, no, the humor. I'm not saying they're not there. They just don't match movie to movie yes, in I any can't. semblance. I agree with I you know. about. I will agree with you on that with the two Joss Whedon Avengers movies. I think that that's fair. Whedon yeah, I think we. No, no, no. The reason why I hate Age of Ultron so yeah, much is because he floats those in weird ways. I, I'll grant. I'm with you. There. Yeah, I, I'm with you on those. Like, yeah, if you're talking about the Thor from Thor one and two, and then Thor and Age of Ultron, I don't think they're the same character. I agree. If I, agree. I get uh, same thing with Captain America and Tony Stark, I mean, they completely ignore Iron yeah. Man three and Age of Ultron. So I'll and, give you that. To, that and to bring this to bring this back to the present movie at hand, I yeah. will say thanks to Benedict Cumberbatch. In a, I don't think he's given. He's given a lot to do in terms of like the makeup and the and the the placement of where he has to go and fix and be. Mm-hmm. But like from an acting standpoint, from you know, the Academy Award nominee Benedict Cumberbatch, mm. he doesn't have a lot of heavy lifting here. It's a lot of reactionary stuff. But but I will sure. say sure. I will say, even with Raimi doing Raimi, it's still the same Stephen Strange that you know, um, pines for Christine, um, feels the weight of the decisions he had to do to save the world. And Cumberbatch is a sharp enough actor to stay on character as much as he stays in character. So I'll, I'll tip my hat that while not given the best stuff to do other than amazing magic, which is fantastic. Like the ups of magic in this are great, but, um, I, I was there was never a moment where Benedict Cumberbatch moved me here. How did he no, do no, for no, you performance? No, there's definitely some. Um, uh, yeah, I felt more emotion from him in the Spider-Man movie than I did in this one, and that's Same and that's here. fine. I, I I think that the other problem with this, and this is what Thor four is going to have an issue with, mm. is making me like I never. There is a great scene in the first Doctor Strange, where. Um, you know, he's healing from his thing. He's trying to get all these surgeries. Right. Uh, Rachel McAdams is trying to take care of him, but he's being really rude to her. And he mm-hmm. basically throws her out and like ruins that relationship. There's a great, yeah. there's a great scene of it's their relationship scene. ending, but I never bought them like getting back together or like mm-hmm. having that romance go on. Like it felt more like, like a lot of romances in the world, like, you know, people sure. had a thing once they don't have a thing anymore. Yeah. The one so, that got away. Sure. So to kind of hinge the emotional impact of this film on his relationship with this woman, I, that I never really was buying in the first place. Yeah. In the first one, that's a, that's a tall ask. And I, the reason why I mentioned it Thor is. with this is because 
the weakest part of the first two Thor movies is the Jane Foster romance part. And, and Ooh, now you're going to bring her back. Yeah. Now to you're gonna be bring her the mighty Thor, right? Right. So that's yeah. going to be an issue. And I think it's that, a hard um, sell. That's where Marvel goes. You know, Marvel, I mean, they have, they've taken their steps. And, and the reason why I'm going to give phase four a break is because phase one had its stumbles phase beginnings of phase two before they got into that fluid method that they had in, in phase okay. three. But yes, they did have, you know, I mean, uh, luckily with De Niro, or De Niro, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Gwyneth Paltrow having amazing chemistry. And then you were able That's to true. carry that through those films. Um, did you then, never buy the see like in the scenes they get, which aren't many McAdams yeah. and Cumberbatch have nice chemistry. Um, yeah, okay. I can't that's say the fine. same about Portman and Hemsworth. That's for sure. Well, no, that's true. And, and, and anyone knows me, I'm going to piss a lot of people off. I, I really only feel like uh, Natalie Portman's given like maybe two good performances in her career. I'm not a very big Portman fan. I hear you. There. Um, I hear but you there. Um, no, but then, you know, they had, you know, because of the time issue, you know, they had a perfectly great story with Captain America and um, Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously, like, it had to change because, you know, it's 80 years later and she's an old woman. True. And then they had that kind of awkward, weird thing with the niece, I guess, mm-hmm. or great niece. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that kind of felt a little weird. Yeah. Um, That's the romance, trying to push through. Yeah. Romance has had some issues in the MCU over overall i mean i think that, that's a um, fair question i i mean who's gamora and star lord are great i think i think it's a nice me, romance like, yeah to me like even though they don't even technically kiss in the first one i think like that scene where they're listening to whatever the song is uh, yeah oh my gosh great uh, scene. i, think it's, I yeah. think it's like a super sexy romantic scene uh-huh. like um, a love so they, scene without being a love scene that's a great right. that's a great point and I love but you're right I love the mcu is not the best with romance because like i know gwyneth and robert have a essentially a romance but it's never i know you love iron man 3 i could take or leave iron man 3 mm-hmm. um but like they it's a mature i'll, I'll tell you what it's a mature relationship of two forty somethings where yeah. that would that would be that would be what a relationship between business partners and 40 somethings would be it wouldn't be young passion the way that you know quill and gamora attempt to get to and then thor Kissing hands and throwing coffee, you know, throwing coffee cups and just, you know, sending cute little compliments to Jane Foster isn't very good. No, uh, no, that's strange, definitely the weakest part of those. Yeah, strange, strange and Palmer have nice chemistry, but it is that distant. I don't want to say competitive workplace chemistry, but it's that you know, nurse and doctor, subordinate, superior. Like, there's a distance there where they're never going to have a super warm magnetic moment where. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, yeah, your best romance is is Peggy and Peggy and Steve. Well, and that was also. Or that, I, I, take, I take that back. Peter and MJ, Zendaya and uh, Tom are wonderful. I although it's late late blooming and also now cut off. So yeah, no, I, I was going to say the reason I think some of those romances are forced is because even though Marvel was trying to pave the way for this universe thing, they were still following a lot of tropes of franchise filmmaking. That's fair. What I, what I really yeah. like is when you look at the most recent slate of films, uh, black widow, Shang-Chi, uh, you look at Falcon winter soldier, you look at Hawkeye, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe to an extent, I mean, unless the series finale does something crazy that I don't know, Moon Knight, the romances are either non-existent or not even a major part of it. And I think that True. helps the story. Like, I really um, think, I, yeah. I think, I you think stay on point, I guess, without a romantic dalliance. I, I hear yeah. you. I think, yeah, I think this romance subplot in Doctor Strange is the thing that I would have excised to because there's some there's some interesting i would take that too like i, I like rachel McAdams. she's a nice actress sure sure but, but i yeah. i could shave her out of this movie and like if dr strange just focused on even from a mentorship role just working with america chavez like if it, it was yeah. just the two of them he, i'd be fine he is really good the thing i like about dr strange is he has two really effective modes that okay. are my favorite parts of any time I see his character. What are those? One two? is when he goes up against equally smart or smarter adults. Mm. I mean, I like, grant that. Yeah. He, he Benedict, great, Benedict can hang. Yeah. Yeah. He has a great scene in this one where he, I think he calls Reed Richards a dumbass or something. Yes, he does. Um, he, uh, <laughs> or he says no shit genius. Yeah. Uh, but and the, obviously, the Illuminati scene is cool. Like the yeah. dialogue there is fun. Yeah, and then in Infinity War, I mean, him and Tony are just going head to head the whole movie. Like, yes. you know, they're, so Love he's that. good. He's good with that, but he's also really good at the reason why he's so good in Spider Man, and the reason why I think it works, even though um, America Chavez isn't like the greatest written character ever. That's uh, is, that's my thing too. She he, she just kind of shows up. You get one conversation, and you're supposed to be like, okay, she matters. I guess I have to take her to matter. Yeah, but you're and, right. But I he, know where you're going. He has, a, he has a great, like he did it in Spider-Man. Did in this one, he's like, "You got it, kid." Like he has a great like mentorship yeah, role because he's kind of like in that. I mean, with both Peter Parker and uh, America Chavez, they're re- relatively that same age. He he's kind of got that quality to him that I enjoy, like where he's he kind of that mentor. So that so that works. And and I actually I mean I wouldn't mind if they do a Doctor Strange three. And who knows because this is this is a weird one. Because yeah, sure uh, I is. mean there the 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 gap between Guardians two and Guardians three is there's a lot of history with it. There's not yeah. only COVID, but there's the James Gunn issues. Right. Him moving to DC. But generally all of the main films have been relatively consistent with sequels. This one is weird because mm-hmm. Doctor Strange 1 was 2016 and this is 2022. So that's a huge yeah. gap. And, and I, I feel and like, I, the t- I yeah. mean, if you were to watch these two back to back, I know there's a ton of water under the bridge thanks to the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm, but like, mm-hmm. I, I, miss, I miss Scott Derrickson and his level of thrills. I miss, mm-hmm. I miss Michael Giacchino and that harpsichord. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, Elf, Elfman, Elfman is weak sauce to me. Elfman didn't give me anything in this one. No. Um, but I will take visually and Raimi's cooler than Derrickson. I will I take that. I will take Raimi all day over Derrickson. Okay. I like no, Derrickson, I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. I, I think the first I think the first Doctor Strange is is a really well directed, great looking movie. I think it's oh, underrated yeah. in terms of how I, good it is. Same here. Um However, yeah, I will no, just because what, I'm a Raimi fanboy. I'll yeah. take Raimi all day. No, and the, what, and, Raimi, and, what Raimi can do is uniquely cooler than just Derrickson sprinkling what he can do. So, no, no, no. And I could I completely see what other people have said where I can see why Derrickson didn't make this movie. He could, he could probably doesn't 
he couldn't make what the wild places where this movie's going. Yeah, and and that's no that's no you know I'm not saying anything about Derrickson. I'm I'm fine with him. Um, but uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, Maybe I'm he little... goes harder. That's the guy who did Sinister versus Raimi, who's more panache than well hard. See, here, see, that's that has always been my ethos of okay. why Marvel works and why something like DC Extended Universe doesn't. Mm. is because and i've said this on many podcasts marvel always knows when to toe that line enough so that you're never thinking about how ridiculous it really is because if i told you about this movie okay if i if i wrote some of this stuff down that's in this movie you would think this is the most insane bonkers batshit thing oh there's a girl who i'm there well, you'd be like, oh, there's a girl who punches star patterns into the world oh, that know. goes into a multiverse. Like, uh-huh. and so like her Raimi, jacket, you know, it, yeah, it so, seems, yeah. Yeah. So Raimi actually like hits it because, yes, this movie's supposed to be gruesome in places and blah, 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 and horror elements, but it also never, Raimi's so fun and visually inventive and so goofy and he understands it because. Look at this. Look at some of his movies. I mean, like I said, yeah. Army of Darkness to me is a perfect film. It's absurd, but it mm-hmm. works because of his sensibilities. This is the That's same true. thing. It's it's like there is shit going on in this movie that, like any other director, you know, I don't know if they'd be able to pull it off. Like the reason yeah. why I give this film such a higher mark than you do, despite recognizing some issues mm-hmm. with the consistency, is because Raimi is such an inventive creative yeah. visual filmmaker like he it, it's it's and I, I still feel like he's getting his wings his wings clipped like see i i, I, I want to see i want to see what this movie was before spider-man came out because i but what bet do you, what do you what do you think it was because i harder the, i i, I bet it was, so. no, it was weirder no i don't think so because because a lot of people this is what drives me nuts about Film crit. I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying you're doing this, but I know. I know. Because I know. because Marvel. I'll, I'll is, wear it for my brethren. Go ahead. No, 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 no. But because Marvel is so ubiquitous now with culture, yeah. Um, they're always they're always judged on a different scale, and I get that in some cases that's mm. deserved. But what happens normally, is, is people, you know me people, though. I'm normally not that guy. Like no, I didn't say you were. Yeah. I, that's why I said it's not you. I'm saying in okay, general. Okay. It's I'm true. In general, like are, people I have go peers like, that are just shittier on Marvel. That is true. Yeah, they'll, they'll just go, oh, well, here's a great example, okay? So, uh-huh. and you'll agree with me on this, I hope, anyway. Um, they released a 40-second clip on Twitter for Doctor Strange. It was the, it was the scene in, with the bus in the beginning. You know, nothing, nothing plot-heavy, okay. just showing sure. Doctor Strange fight a big eyeball creature for 40 yeah. seconds, right? And everything, and I know this is the Twitter echo chamber and all that but mm. everyone's just like look what marvel did to raimi there's no raimi here there's no raimi raimi yeah is, you know, yeah yeah i won't happens, i can't judge a movie on a clip or a right trailer. so yeah what, what happens what happens is and this happens to marvel all the time is it that echo chamber exists and and people say people say oh well nobody has any creative control and they and they and they like they're like well, yeah. even taika doesn't and and, and sam raimi didn't because look at what he did with this scene and then i'm like have you guys seen Sam Raimi movies like a simple plan or for the love of the game? Like he's not mm-hmm. doing like super zoom cuts into people's faces no, and no. you know, like he can like, tell he a straight can, story if he needs he to can yeah. tell a straight story. I mean, even David Lynch did the straight story, which is, has true. no David Lynchisms 
in terms not of visual a, style. Not a one. Um, there's right. a lot of there's a lot of his uh, themes in it, but sure, and um, existential stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but you know, like I just I think that you know this this film is going to you know, they're going to look at the interview that he did where he's like I did what the studio wanted first, like, and, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the reshoot thing was a big story because like when reshoots happen on a Marvel film, it's different than when reshoots happen on somebody else's film. Well, here's the thing. Like every movie has pickups and reshoots. This one was different. We're like, I I, like the, even big movies that have a a couple of tweaks to make, Mm -hmm. you might hear about a week or two. This had months of reshoots. That's different than two weeks of pickups. Well, this was Spider-Man changed the game even in November. Like when I and I it's crazy I'm saying this because um when I saw Power of the Dog in LA for press first week of mm-hmm. November, he was mm-hmm. already doing Doctor Strange reshoots in November before mm-hmm. Spider-Man even showed up. So like how either how off or how lacking or how fucked up or how uh pressed was this movie to be a certain thing and from what direction? If he's doing reshoots in November, now granted, they probably thought that movie was still coming out in February more than it was coming out in May. But even then, damn man, yeah. But why do we always have to assume it's because of either studio interference or they? No, no, no. Because of yeah, you know like, what I mean. Like I mean, what I'll if grant that. Just... Like I, I go back to like Titanic. Like when Titanic was the big deal that it was, uh, mm-hmm. December of ninety seven. It was originally supposed to come out July fourth weekend of ninety seven, and it went back for reshoots. And everyone crucified that movie. Like, oh boy, James has a monster mess here. It was all also like the highest you know a highest budget movie at the time and like everyone's like boy there's a lemon there's a lemon there's a lemon like they were just screaming at that movie from july to like november and then of course it comes out and it dominates the world for five months and proves Mm -hmm. everything wrong where okay you know and that wasn't so much of reshoots as it was like hey i just want to get the visual i thought it was more visual effects like yeah he just wanted the effects right this seemed like wholesale changes that's where it's a little bit polish i think maybe something wasn't working and they because i i just trust what that is yeah i know but i trust foggy but then here comes Raimi. so where are you at here well, no, I love both. I, I think they can both work can together. Both I don't. I don't they both think can exist. They both exist. I, this is why I think the film is a success. Because oh no, I it, I, I love the Raimi parts are my favorite parts. I yeah, wish it was more of it. I think there's this is an MCU film and a Raimi film. It's not one or the other, or one had to sacrifice the other. I think they're both equally balanced, in my opinion. And see, I get here and go. I see a Marvel film. I see a Raimi film, and they look like oil and water. Mm, see, I, I can't i cannot agree with that at all i, I yeah. don't i mean don't, don't get me wrong i like how i like the balls that Raimi brings to try to spin this a little differently it but 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 by the time the marvel stuff shows up it just doesn't play and, and or it just where it, it's yeah here's the word it's messy i don't know closing I, I thoughts for you I mean, we we can't hang here all the whole time repeating ourselves so no 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 um no i i adore the film um man, I, I just man. i and uh, no i just i do because and it's not just a marvel thing it's just I, I feel like i got like i got two cakes for my birthday because mm. i mean i'm, I'm gonna okay. always, i'm gonna generally like a marvel thing i mean sure just looking at the recent slate like i said i wasn't huge on what if i wasn't huge on moon knight 
and I, I you know I'm I'm a defender of Eternals. I know it's not sure. great, but I, I defend it. But you know, like I still am going to enjoy those things. I mean, I still enjoy Moon Knight. I still enjoyed What If, but you know, it's all varying levels of enjoyment. I mean, for the most part, Feige hasn't let me down, and yeah. so yeah, I'm going to go into this, and the Mar- everyone's going to be like, well, of course the Marvel show liked it, but to mm-hmm. me, it was kind of like, oh, I get. Like it's my birthday and I, I get a new Marvel film, but I also get a Sam Raimi film. Yeah. Like it was that that to me is enough. Like I think we can all agree, like, you know, sometimes there's great albums that have a little bit of filler on it. Sometimes there's a great book yeah. that maybe has a chapter that should be I mean, to me, sure. like Lord of the Lord of the Rings is like one of the greatest books of all time, but the very last chapter where Frodo and Sam have to fucking save the shire from saruman is awful Uh like it totally derails like any momentum you had going into the whole lord of the Rings saga there's always going to be something and i think if you're a good enough writer if you're a good enough musician good enough filmmaker you can fill in those blanks the reason why i'll give this such a high rating is yeah there's some things where i was like okay fine but the raminess of it all Mm -hmm. makes me forgive it a lot more i mean i could yeah. say that i would say that i'm kind of a Raimi guy that yeah. you know like i i knew you would like this being a Raimi guy like well, i knew and, when this show got here yeah. i'm like oh, i'm gonna be the hater no matter what i know in in the last I, I have to emphasize this yes the okay. first 20 minutes i was like it's a chore i was like okay i'm not sure where this is going i'm a little confused yeah mm-hmm. uh, but yeah once it, it hits a it hits a point and doesn't turn back, and uh, I mean I was giddy and I was looking at my the people <laughs> I was with and going this is awesome because I, I I got like the combination of what I wanted because even the Spider Man Raimi films they they have sure there's little moments like when Doctor Octopus's arms you know wake up in the surgery and. There's a lot of very fun Raimi horror elements, but mm-hmm. and Venom actually, there's actually some pretty trippy stuff in that in Spider-Man Three. But for the most part, it's very comic booky. It doesn't have the Raimi sure. horror elements to it. This one, I think, is is so suited to him. I mean, you've got like demons with like little like yeah. <laughs> voices. You've no, got I, he's the right know, hire like, for sure. Like I, yeah. I mean, I know I I would love to see what Scott Derrickson can do with this. It, it was sure. a different edge, but no sure. for. If if what you're telling is this, Raimi can work. I, I my my final thought is that yeah. the Raminess of all this covers up the flaws for me Ooh, to the, yeah, to the point where I can enjoy this movie. I don't find it messy. Yeah. I find it un uh, unflinchingly entertaining. Yeah, and I'm that guy where I'm that guy where all the fun stuff that's Raimi just shows out and makes the other stuff look bad. You know, we're like, oh wow, yeah, the Marvel stuff's kind of kind of lame when we could just be going having fun doing this and yeah, yeah i can't because that goes against my core thesis that that mm. that i i think that because that would that would mean that what i've disagreed with the entire time is that there's <laughs> yeah. studio dictated stuff and there's not i think that i i, I there's yeah, clear yeah, like vision I said, throughout I love, I love i can't call no way i can't call this not when when you have Raimi doing Raimi stuff and the studio pushing their stuff I don't see the I don't see the 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 good marriage. I, it, it's I I, like it's I said, there's some entertaining marriage. pieces to it. Oh gosh, perfect is these two. I think it's I think it's. I'm telling you, no way. He's with Too Marvel far. with Marvel four for four. Perfect marriage. 
With All three Spider-Man Mary? This one. Oh no, no. Yeah, no, no. He did. I, I, hey, I, I don't get me wrong. 3. I know. I know. He 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 had Spider-Man three pulled on him in the way that it was pulled. Of and course. I'm happy. He, and I'm happy he's back. I get that. This is this is Kevin Feige instead of Avi Arad, and right. and different studio and different times and a different era, and obviously a banked amount of success. Where this is the place to bring him back, but four for no way four for no because nice Raimi saved Spider Man three for I think Spider Man three is awesome like I think it's a great film I know it we've is. had that show and it's no 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 yeah yeah no, and no. I think I that's what I'm saying the Raiminess call it the Raimi fanboyness of it if you will yeah but, but, but and there's people out there that like, like you, but as soon as you squelch stomp and try to erase it it kind of devalues the littles that you get. I you just, know, I never felt in like terms he was of some, erased. In terms of some of the parts, you know what I mean? I never thought he was erased in this film. I thought this oh, was Raimi from I, beginning to end. I, no way. I, I, yeah. I could see, I see pulled punches. I see no smeared way. fingerprints. I, I wish. But we're on closing thoughts. So that's why man, we're good rant, good stuff, man. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're wrong, mm-hmm. but good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and you're off. You, you got the blinders on, Shill. Oh well, this time though for Raimi, not Marvel. I'm Raimi shill um, today. You're a Raimi shill today. I'm gonna go watch Quick and the Dead after this because that's, yeah, that's no, my I, Raimi. That's my Raimi comfort food. See, that's insane because I mean it's a good film, but mm-hmm. let's let's not be crazy. I mean, I know you can pick I, I, hey, Evil favorite Dead over films. Best. Favorite over best, you know. Yeah, so but it's me favorite favorites and best are all his Evil Dead films. Well, whatever, it's fine. Don't yeah, I know. I and Spider Man one and two and three. Uh, and, no and, and and dark man and uh <laughs> I do, dark man dark man's on the list for love of the games on the list simple plans on the list yeah the, the guy the guy is eclectic and it's nice to see him back simple as that mm-hmm. i would love to see what he can broker this into um if he's one of those um i don't want to say auteurs but if he's one of those like uh one for them two for me things like I want to see what he can take his little Marvel paycheck and do next. Um, yeah, I, I, I would like him to. He did, he did that before. Yeah, that's with, right. After Spider Man, he got burned out on the blockbusters. He went mm-hmm. back to the Who's roots and made Drag Me to Hell, which was. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's as incredible of a film as a lot of people sure. claim it to be. It's, it's, but it's great, good fun. It's good old fashioned Sam Raimi fun. Yeah. Um, so I, I would love to see him do it. I mean, I, I'm eager to see what he does next with the cachet what, that will come from this. So speaking of Derrickson, he's doing the same thing. He did. Uh, he's doing that new movie with Ethan Hawke. What's it? The Black Ooh, Telephone or whatever. I mean, right. yeah, kind of, you know, that's kind of like a he went from blockbuster to go back down a little bit. And as long as Raimi doesn't make Cherry 2 will be good. <laughs> Oh, hey, boy. step down for the nice. Russo. Sorry, guys. Uh, shut up. All right. Well, go watch. Go listen to that episode where I defend that one as well, because maybe I'm a Russo brother shill on that one. Uh, but anyways, uh, let's go ahead and close this puppy out. Um, follow us on Twitter at Cinephile Fit and on Facebook at Cinephile His Fit Podcast. Also find us both on Letterboxd. Thank you so much for your captive audience and social media participation. Cinephile His Fit is a 25YL media podcast brought to you by RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. Please visit, rate, review, and subscribe. We are also on Rotten Tomatoes, the new Banana Meter, and have become charter members of the new Independent Film Critics of America group. If you enjoyed this show, Ruminations Radio Network has more where that came from with wonderful programs and interesting hosts 
Our show and others are available on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.